This is Talking Business. I'm joined now by Murray Allen, who's the founder and majority owner of PT Blink Limited. G'day, Murray. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Alan. Thank you very much for being here with me. Now, um, PT Blink is a building, a construction business that is, um, you say, disrupting the design and construct delivery method of building. So perhaps we better define what that is to begin with so that we can understand what what you're disrupting. (laughs) We're disrupting the classical way of building infrastructure. It's more We're more a technology platform than we are a construction business. As a matter of fact, we're specifically not a construction business. Uh, and we're really concentrating on the property industry from start to finish. Uh, the bit we affect most is in the middle there where uh, construction takes place and we're halving the time of that construction or thereabouts by changing the way from start to finish it's undertaken. Right. So um, could you describe exactly how it works? Sure. So um, the analogy is to car manufacturing, aeroplane manufacturing. We're taking the entire process of manufacturing multi-storey buildings off-site into the factories. That includes what you might consider in the car manufacturing industry, the, the chassis or the body of a building, and then putting on components that are pre-engineered, pre-made in factory environments in a local ecosystem, Alan. Right, and you, you're not actually doing the constructing. You're saying you, you, you sell the technology to other people who um, who use it to build. So presumably they require this technology to, to put together the construction from start to finish. That's right? correct. So we're creating a platform, so we're both doing it in the real world right now with real projects we're undertaking right now, and we're digitising it at the same time. So the income streams we receive are from licence fees for the technology and access to the platform. And we've got a whole ecosystem of like-minded people in various places uh, throughout the world. And the whole idea is that from my travels, be it through extensively over 30 years in this property and construction industry, the whole world is very parochial. So we're doing it place by place, uh, section by section, community by community, where local manufacturing hops on this platform and produces local product. So tell us about the problem that you're you, that you're solving. What is wrong with the current system? Oh, look, it's, it's well, well documented, Alan. The, the, the design and construct process emulates itself with outcomes like Mascot and Opal Tower here in Sydney. And worldwide, it's exactly the same problem. You know, you've got dysfunctional, aggressive sort of businesses, usually headed up by large contracting organisations who pretty much sell risk to developers. Um, and it's a it's a, an aggressive, uh, dictatorial sort of business that relies upon conflict. Um, we're trying to change that whole world, Alan, um, back to something which is a manufacturing focus um, and, and a civilised process around technology. It was an interesting statement you made there, uh, there that you, what they're doing is selling risk to developers. Can you explain what you mean by that? Sure. So um, a, a developer or owner of land, which we see as our main client, will usually be looking to improve that land. 
uh, be it with a multi-storey building or a shopping centre or, or a, you know, aged care facility or something on that lines. And he will often go very early in the piece to someone like an architect or a planner who will do some concept designs um, and schematics and then he would go out to a builder who'll say, look, I'll take this all on for you. I'll deliver the thing in its entirety and a whole lot of trades and subcontractors in a hierarchy, which I make three or four tiers uh, deep, Alan, you know, where you say you've got margin on margin on margin, um, say that they're going to bring that to fruition and that's the thing we're changing. So rather than look at you know, a builder delivering and controlling the money and controlling the cost, we're looking at manufacturing, just like Lego blocks, and joining all those elements together. So you've got one or two tiers maximum of margin on margin, not four tiers, and the thing just becomes so expensive and so time-ridden. By doing this, we're halving the time, Al. That's the main thing. So, is your, so your, your client is the developer, is that right? That's correct. So our client is the developer or owner of the property. And who designs it? Does anybody design it? Oh, we train ecosystems. So we have architects who are licensed to use our system, engineers, mechanical people who are, who are using our system. And normally those sort of... Um, if you like environmental people, set a performance-based specification. And the industry itself produces so an air conditioning company like Toshiba, they know all about air conditioning and they give us their solution for that facility together with their digital model, together with their warranties, and we bring that into the backbone model using technology L. I don't entirely understand how you, you shrink the number of people taking a margin from four or five down to two. So, um, because each, because presumably there's somebody else, somebody makes, so you've got an architect, you've got somebody making the product or, you know, the actual modules, um, you've got somebody doing the air conditioning, there's somebody else doing the lifts and so on. So, um, aren't they all taking a margin? Yes, but they're horizontal, Alan. At, at the moment in the design and construction industry, when you go to a uh, builder, he takes a lead position and puts margin on, say, a trade, like a, a steel fixer who puts margin on the supply of the steel, who puts margin on all sorts of games. So that there's the so when you go under that system, you've got a, a lead builder, you've got a subcontractor, you've got a supplier, and you've got designers, margin on margin on margin. And who in your system is the contractor? Who Who is the person the developer is engaging to build the business, is, to build the the, the the building is it you or somebody else? No, no. So the the developer signs up to our platform, likes the idea of of you know pretty much doubling his internal rate of return, and his return on investment goes up by up to thirty percent, Alan. So that's a pretty good motivator, and. The process then is that we go down a, a, a locally designed, locally manufactured parts and a new age builder, we call an integrator, who brings those parts together. So the contracting agent for actually bringing the parts together is still, if you like, a, an integrator, but all those parts are furnished to him. Right. And does the developer have a subscription, you know, an ongoing subscription to your service or is it, is it developed or done, is the deal done once for once for each building? At the moment, we're doing project-based subscriptions. Uh, so until we build up our portfolio um, and, you know, we're also... Uh, Manufacturers need to come on the platform and be approved uh, so that we know the quality's right, as with designers. So that they play a, 
platform fee as well. So what we're finding is that our supply chain is probably our best advocate, Al. Right. So... Um um, uh, is this? Are you going global with this? Yes, we are. Um, we're not the only ones who are out there doing it. You've got companies like uh, Katira who are doing this in the vertical space. They're funded by SoftBank, but they own everything all the way through. So we think that the, that vertical integration model where you own architects, own buildings, own pod companies, own uh, window companies is not correct. Uh, so we're creating that as a horizontal platform. So when we go to somewhere like Texas, uh, we have a local um, uh, consignee, a bit like a, a license, where he can roll this program out in for Texas. And that's why we're doing these two buildings right now here in Queens, Queensland as examples, and those people from the States are coming across to see it. You mentioned before that um, uh, your system gets over the problems that have been developed, that have been seen, you know, in, in uh, uh, buildings like Mascot Towers and Opal Towers, mm-hmm. where there are flaws in the building. How, how does that happen? Why is that? Why, why, does there, why is there no such flaws with your system? Well, pretty much uh, it's the whole idea like making a car. So you, you're not doing one, you're doing infinitely customisable backbone or chassis that's made in a factory, not on site, out of the weather. So all your quality issues are taken right off an on-site process, as are your bathrooms, as are your windows. So it's all done in a factory environment ahead of time using the technology that's available to us. So it relies upon digital models of those components. And with our software on our platform, you bring all those components together to ensure fit and we actually have a thing called a fitness centre where those physical components are checked with the integrator, with the builder in close association. So before getting anywhere near a site, you've got a process and an ecosystem that you roll out project after project after project. But, but why do you think those flaws happen in those buildings? What's going on with the Australian building industry, do you think? Oh, look, I, I don't think it's Australia. I, I think it's worldwide. From you know, I travel a lot through New Zealand to, to the US and Europe. Uh, fundamentally... The system is broken. Fundamentally, you've got builders working at two or three percent margin, trying to make money out of change orders, or trying to make money out of uh, out of subcontractors. And everyone's suffering under this system, and it needs to change, in my opinion, uh, from top to bottom. Incremental changes, such as you know, maybe making bathrooms off-site and bringing it in, does not fundamentally change the system, Alan. And you know, this is well documented um, worldwide. Um, and you know, you got prime ministers of New Zealand trying to fix the problem. You got prime ministers and politicians saying, "Look, it's fundamentally broken." But to my, our mind, it needs a significant shift. Playing at the edges, uh, I don't believe we'll do it, Al. Um, uh, there's obviously a lot of technology disruption going on. Fintechs are disrupting the banks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's internet disrupting and have been for a while disrupting the media. Mm-hmm. Uh, virtually everything is being disrupted mm-hmm. uh, or, or uh, virtually every incumbent business, um, analogue business, is mm-hmm. being disrupted. Mm-hmm. Who exactly are you disrupting? Well, I think we're disrupting the process, Alan. So we're disrupting, if you like, the overall process from start to finish of property development. The bit but who's going to lose money? Who's, who's going to lose money or lose margin as a result of you? Okay, so I'm, I'm advocating that it's a win throughout the process, Alan. So if I could just talk to that briefly. So a developer will win the most. So he will get 
a much larger, almost doubled internal rate of return if that's the currency he deals in. And that's the sort of developers that we like to work with. Uh, his return on investment will go up by 30%. If you like a builder or, in my world... But doesn't, indi- that have, but doesn't that have to come from somebody? Absolutely. It comes from time. Time is, that's why I called it Blink. Time is the most undervalued commodity in the industry. It's a $6 trillion industry and time is not valued. Right. So where okay. if you go if you go materials for materials, the building costs of our of our projects is about the same. It might be three to five percent less than a than a traditional just material costs. Those savings come from manufacturing savings on time. When you if you can deliver a building in half the time, an integrator, a new age builder, can double his annual profits because he's doing twice as much a year. It's all about productivity, Alan. Right. There you are. Well that's great. <laughs> Good. Good to talk to you, Murray. Oh, thank you very much, Alan. Blink's a very simple process, and what we're doing right now is our platform. Rather than use, rather than being too disruptive, we're trying to be disruptive but also frictionless, a bit like Uber at the same time. Very interesting. Well, good luck to you, Murray. I've been talking to Murray Ellen, who is the founder of PT Blink.